and I want you to, to say whether I'm dead wrong or you can see this happening in this world. Both the favourites won't win over the weekend. One might, but both won't. Yeah, the so grand you- final will not be Sydney-Geelong. It'll be either Sydney-Brisbane or Geelong-Collingwood. Take it and run with it. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Ball Gets AFL show brought to you by our friends at Mazda. Completely packed for work and the weekend, the new Mazda BT50 SP is the complete package. Today, it's our six points heading into a massive weekend of prelim finals and the Brownlow. And we're without our fearless leader, Nick Rin, today, but I know he'd want me to remind you all about the Streamer Screamer. Upload your highlight at streamer.com.au for your chance to win a cool three grand. All right, let us get stuck in. It is the Hardball Gets AFL show. My name's Chris Robinson, joined by Xavier Ellis and Jackson Barrett today. Guys, how are we? Robbo, good to be here. Oh, great Thanks, to be Dave. here. Good to have you here, Jacko. I'm going to put those headphones away. It just sounds a little bit crackly in my end, but uh, Jacko, what a star, mate. You've uh, Very, very up late, late call up this one. Prelim good, final selection shock. And good kid on. Yeah, well, no one told me we weren't on the YouTubes today. Yeah, bad luck, so, mate. I actually had a shave as well. I was... Good to go. This is this hey. is the equivalent of what was that game? Was it last year or the year before? Someone was eating a hot dog in the stands, and then they had to come and get dressed oh, and get out uh, there. Who it's was that? Luke Pommers back in Brad Luke Brad Hodges' kit at the Wacker. <laughs> Luke Pommers back. Yeah. yeah. T20 uh, International was in, happened, the, in the a, members. That's a good throwback reference. It's yeah. happened to me once yep. when I was playing for Hawthorne against West Coast. Okay. Uh, wasn't playing. Uh, wasn't due to play. And then um, coming back from injury, still needed to play eighty minutes of VFL or something. Uh, and the emergencies were all at the VFL pre-game meeting on the Friday night. It was a Friday night game. Uh, and Paul Piopolo pinged his quad as he ran through the banner. And they're like, shit, you got to play. So I, I Duff, sat on, Duff and Quarters talking about banner injuries this week. This is why well. banners so, don't work. So yeah. I sat on the bench. Grant Birchwood did his PCL in like the first minute of the game and had to stay out there until three-quarter time. And then I was allowed to go on. Wouldn't you feel so uh, much safer running under a massive blow-up eagle? No, nah, mate. Banners are it. I love the banners. That blow-up eagle's got to go. Yeah, it's got to go. Just put a hole in it. Don't, but don't you want to see some, and I, I haven't heard this stuff in quarters conversation, so I'll preface that, but don't you want to see some pep with the banners as opposed to just... They're a bit lacklustre. Let's go Frio. Um, 250 solid and games. And then by whatever. We've yeah. got to bring some pep back. Remember that Western Bulldogs guy who They're was doing Western, it for who a was bit? Yeah, nah. Danny McGinley, and then they yep. got rid of him? Uh, mate, even like, I just reckon it would be funny... If a team, I don't know who, but deliberately just had one spelling mistake in there a week, like didn't make it clear that they were deliberately doing it and see how long it took for people to pick just up. Just sneak that, one in, eh? Yeah. Right? Or just hidden messages yeah. or something, yeah. Give us give us something with your Yeah, banner. even those ones where people go, look, if you circle this letter, this letter, this letter, this letter, it says, stick it up your ass, West Coast. And you're like, well, it does, <laughs> but it's not really what the... That, that's like it's a mess. You've just circled letters there. Like, they're not deliberately doing that. Someone should do, and I can't believe this has never been done... Like a Mad Magazine fold out, you know they had the fold in. It looks something different, and then you fold it out. And you guys oh, looking at them, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Got no idea. Yeah, what I'm talking when, about. when it's half, yeah, and then when you it's open half, it, it comes something else. So yeah. the yeah. people with the banner go out there. It looks like it's going to be something whatever, disrespectful or whatever, it, and then pull it out. No, that's mm. our actual banner. I don't know. They have, they have some really good ones in the middle section. <laughs> so, uh, um, no. <laughs> thanks, mate. When I was young, mate, you know, <laughs> young country boy. 
Up at the mill. So big weekend of footy, guys. What are uh, we? What are we looking forward to the most? I can't wait. Well, two parts. Em's out on work drinks tomorrow night, and she said it's about four hours. So we we have to diarise everything we're doing so we don't overlap. Anyway, she's out till nine, so I'm gonna have to not watch the footy, and I'm the best. The media in the blackout. I'm the, I'm the best in the world at it. Honestly, the self-imposed yep. media blackout. So no no media. Get the kids to sleep about yep. seven thirty. So yep. about half time. Then I'll have to go back to the start and watch it as though it's live. Okay. I love doing it. I like for some reason I like the time slot later better anyway. When there's no kids around, can just relax, no one talking to me. So yeah, how how much do you fast forward through? Is it just breaks or are you just watching it completely? No, nah, nothing. Yeah. Like, so you're f- So uh, you're watching half time analysis, you're watching everything. Oh no, no, the, the um, breaks I could skip through, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I hang around at half time to see if they put up the disposal winners that might have some importance to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, mostly just flick through. Sig- significant for some. I mean, I'm trying to count in my head, and I think, yeah, just put yeah. them up, can you? Yeah. Give me a running hot in the top corner. I'm a big one for the media blackout because you've got a bit of an obligation to watch the games, and they're yeah. more fun when you don't know what's happening. 100%. Yes. I'm also fantasy the odd multi. Yeah. Takes a sting out of it, doesn't uh, it? Well, in your There's head. only so much you can keep track of in your head, yeah. depending wow. on how many fantasy players you got how many who would have thought on? i was a genius at keeping track in my head i struggled through school yeah for keeping track of my multi you just become, you become like alan from the hangover yeah, at, the, at the roulette table the beautiful mind like when Rain he's, when he's yeah, in the, when the numbers table, are falling yeah. off the ta- off the wall that's me <laughs> the formulas everything anyway so uh, looking forward to it all right well should we get cracking uh zave do you want to start us off with uh, uh i'm just gonna make a, 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 a broad brush statement and I want you to, to say whether I'm dead wrong or you can see this happening in this world. Both the favourites won't win over the weekend. One might, but both yeah, won't. So the you, grand final will not be Sydney-Geelong. It'll be either Sydney-Brisbane or Geelong-Collingwood. Take it and run with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't Follows mind the trend it. Of the trend of the series. But maybe are we, am I falling in love? And it happens every year. With the teams that are winning. The team that played on the weekend. Yep. So Geelong is sitting back smoking the Cuban yep. and doing nothing. Hawks yep. out there rolling out hay bales on the farm <laughs> uh, whilst they're slogging it out. And Brisbane, Jeremy Cameron's doing cash converter ads where he's doing yeah. some soaring or Actually, something. Actually, I saw a funny um, uh, Tommy Sheridan's TikTok podcast thing with Jeremy Cameron mm-hmm. last night. Seen I was cooking this, yep. dinner. Yep. And he was at Lammy's. Now, I think nearly everyone would have heard of Lammy's in Geelong. It's like the only place that the Geelong cats go to celebrate. Billy sure. Brownless is like, Lammy's, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, um, one cash only apparently. I mean, it says enough. Which is bizarre. I oh, know cash. Yeah. Who carries cash anyway? Jeremy Cameron obviously didn't have any cash on him, and they said, "Oh, cash only, Jez. You know, we can't get you anything until you've got some cash." Anyway, he handed his card over and said, oh, "I might as well just buy the f-ing joint then." Yes. <laughs> you can pick that too if you want. But there you go, Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Uh, I was going to buy Lammies that night. Yeah, reckons he was flat. He didn't go through with the investment. Yeah, it, well. it's gone well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a good buy. <laughs> anyway, that was that was a bit of humour. That's great. So, um, so can we see? Well, I, starting with the first one, yeah. can we see Brisbane? I continuing think I can this run. I can think, you see it? Well, oh, sorry, starting with Brisbane. Brisbane. Um, I just worry about Joe Danaher coming in. Mm. When has three forwards worked for them this year? In, I know, and I know they had a good season, so I'm not going to take anything away from them. But McStay's best game was two weeks ago yep. for the season when Big O went down. He was forced to take a bigger role. Yeah, Hipwood. Hipwood. Hipwood's best game on the weekend. Uh, Joe's off having birth um, or helping, supporting, uh, giving birth. Um, so I, I just I don't know whether that just disjoints it a little bit. Joe coming in and Big O returning as well. I sort of started the week going, oh, there's no way they can win this game, and then realised that I'd thought that the last two weeks as well. Yeah. So yeah. 
they they were good against um, Melbourne. Yeah. Gee, you got to like tip your hat to Lockie. How clean Lockie Neal is. Unreal. I mean, my hamstrings, I've got no flexibility, so I could never pick the ball up clean. But he's just a vacuum. It the is, the it, one know. where he dived yeah, through and spat it like out. a cannonball. Yeah. And, and it was in and, and out of his found, hand. And then found the target. Unbelievable. So, and that was in the fourth. That was sort of midway through the fourth as well. Like, yeah. your body's super tired by that point. And Unreal. The, the Cats midfield, and I don't want to take... And I spoke, we spoke to Hawk on radio yesterday, and he says he said something along the lines of, it's not about the names anymore at Geelong. It's about the synergy of the whole, mm-hmm. you know, from list management into the medical side, into the coaching side, into the playing side and I reckon you see that on the field is the synergy amongst the playing group Atkins um, De Koning yep. um, Close mm-hmm. uh, there, there's heaps of them it, it, that you Max go Holmes. Holmes another one where yep. you go jeez this bloke we're not we don't highlight how good these well not how, how important these blokes are at mm-hmm. playing their role Geelong we get yep. the ball out somehow and it's Holmes and Close or someone running, and you think, mm-hmm. gee whiz, they're smart enough to do that or they've worked hard doing that, taking the pressure off Selwood and Dangerfield and those guys. And what you get from them is a bonus. Like, if Danger goes and plays an out, uh, you know, a typical Dangerfield game, yeah. but is anyone expecting that? Like, do you, do you, you don't, in the past I've gone, Dangerfield needs no. to be the best player for yeah, them to win. They, they don't need it. They don't need it. Like, they're just so, the synergy, is, as Hawke was saying, is just on point. Mm. Tom Atkins has been huge. So He's been unbelievable. Joel Selwood is um, career low time on ground yeah. this year. Cam Guthrie's career low time on ground, except for the year he debuted in a premiership side. Yeah. And I reckon that's because of Tom Atkins, because I don't need those guys in there. Because yeah. you'll go in there, you plug him in, you'll do a job, and then you insert. And you, the number of times later. it's been fourth quarters as well. I was going to say, it was the last quarter he, last he game, wasn't it? finishes strong. 12 finishes disposals real strong. last quarter. Yeah. Which is a good sign, final. because he was struggling. It was a, he was just a, amongst the pack. Yeah. A bit like Tom Berry um, on Friday night. Like It wasn't, it wasn't a Jared danger. Berry. Jared, Jared Berry, sorry. Yep. Who's Tom Berry? Tommy brother, Berry. Oh, Tom, and Tommy Berry yep. is the jockey, of course. Yes. Yeah, like, it's not... Oh, we need Neil to have fifteen in this last mm-hmm. quarter. It's not we need Dangerfield to kick three out of the centre. It's like who who is this B grader probably, you know, a lesser known bloke who's yep. just gonna grab the game yep. by the horns and I think it's been great. I went to do an exercise before the finals. I'm looking at the bottom six at each club. Each list, yeah. And I pretty well scrapped it because Geelong's was too hard. Yeah, I who, knew who, it was the best, but I couldn't because College Asney does a job. Zach Guthrie's had a solid season. Holmes, Atkins, we really like. Mm. Brad Close has been really good. And I actually just couldn't find it. Yeah. Mm. Like Ryan Myers, he could kick three goals tomorrow night and you go. Gary Rowland was probably yeah, in Gary there. Gary had his turn. Yeah. So, no, I, I just think that, I don't know, and Collingwood, Sydney, to get to them, I, I haven't bought into Collingwood at all. And now after what they did to Frio, I know the margin was 20. I've been on board for a while. But it was just relentless. So they looked like they had the speed. And yeah, you know, we'll take you back to that crisp running through the middle. I just wish he knew that Frederick had, was out of the play. Because yeah. that would have been goal of the year. Yep. And he was running that quick. No, yep. it's yep. impossible to tackle front on. He would have run past whoever was coming at him. That would have been... But that's the stuff that... Um, they need to do, and but Sydney have got that as well. With yeah, well, some that's headless the thing. Chooks, I, was, like, I was just thinking that they're prob- between Sydney and Collingwood. They might not be the two best sides in it necessarily, but they are the two best. No stuffs given. Yeah, kind of sides. Headless aren't chooks, they? two yeah. best yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, and they and they just don't care. They they'll back themselves. That's crazy, and I love it. Yeah, so, we always but, talk about prelims being the best game to watch. I reckon Saturday afternoon at the SAJ could be one of the better ones. Yeah. With, 
They, they say the, you know, the hard, hardest games to win the prelims because there's so much, and I know grand finals. But once you're in the pre, to get into grand final week, you got all the excitement of a family, friends, massive training session, parade, mm-hmm. flights, all the bells and whistles. So there's a positive to get in. Like yeah. that's I reckon prelims are the ones you shit yourself the most for. Mm. Yep. All right, so I'll roll into my first point, which is a pretty simple exercise, but one that I really like to do. So if you're if you're the opposition, one of the four oppositions this weekend, and you get to yank one of your opponents, yeah. if you get to just go, hey, they have to be a late withdrawal today. Yeah. Who are, you, who are you taking out? So if we start with Brisbane and Geelong, if you're Brisbane and you're looking at Geelong, who's the player? Chris Fagan gets to yank one player from Geelong's lineup and say he's just not playing today. Unfortunately for you, Tommy Hawkins, you're heading back to the farm. So you're taking Hawkins yeah. over Cameron? Yeah. He kicked five on Harris Andrews. He feasts on him. From from memory, I reckon he did it to him in the COVID year at uh, the SCG one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just reckon Hawkins is in for an absolute whopper, and I, and that's not even biased me speaking. I think he's going to just go crazy. Might not win, but I just think he's going to be the man in that forward line. Yeah. So if I was Fagan, I'd be saying get, get him out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, Cameron's probably my guy, which is just along the similar, similar line. Lines, if you yeah. yank one of those two guys, that's probably a pretty good starting point for you win. Jack Cameron. You... Yeah, he can kick three and have thirty and be the link up guy up the ground. Hasn't his game changed this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Unreal. Um, from a Brisbane point of view, oh, the boy, yeah. Lockie Neal has hey, to be, doesn't it? He's just turned. You know, there's that stage where he's getting a lot of footy, and you, and it was sort of falling into the Tom Mitchell yep. accumulator. Yeah, I just reckon it's, it, it's sort of the armrest was going back the other way a little mm-hmm. bit now, where he's running, carrying that that pickup we spoke about. I know. Mm-hmm. Love to see him jag a couple of goals, but uh, yeah, Lockie Neal for me. Been unbelievable. Do just as a side note, the Mark O'Connor thing. Does that happen? So, it, so Chris Scott's done a presser this morning and he's indicated, for what it's worth and for what Chris Scott naming his team is worth, late withdrawals yeah. notwithstanding, he's indicated that they'll take the same lineup. Uh, Mark into this O'Connor, game. Was, O'Connor sub. was the sub. So, so not, that's not to say whether he'll yeah. be in the 22 or not. He's not lying. But then it's also the two points. One, like you just spoke about, Jacko, it's really hard to yank someone out of that team. It'd have to be a, a Grian Myers, who's, yep. I think, played every yeah. game since round four or something. Um, and then two, when they last played in round four, O'Connor did go with Neil. Neil still had 30 and 11 clearances. So do you think they make that change or do you think they stick well, with O'Connor as a Well, it was a soft tag on the weekend, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. With, and it didn't work. I would have liked to have seen them gone a bit harder. Harder? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I would have liked Harms Definitely. on his hammer. I feel like that. we're a broken record. Just get your top four, get your interchange midfield, whoever that is, to yep. tag. Mm-hmm. Rump his ass, and you know, when you're running, bang his ankles, annoy the hell out of him. He'll probably put you in a headlock for half the game. Job done. I, I just don't get why I know teams n- don't just lock these players out of games. I know Neil beat O'Connor earlier this year, but I still think he's gettable because he's not like he's quick and like he's added that run and carry to his game, but he's not that, like, massive, explosive guy. I still think you can get was to it, him. I think it was Sam Mitchell on 360 uh, the other night. They were talking about the tags. Or was it um, Classified? He was on Classified. Was it classified, yeah, one of those shows. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he goes, they brought up tagging Lockie Neal, and it was almost like, yeah, you lock Lockie Neal out, and that's him done. And then they moved to go on to the next conversation, and Mitchell was like, oh, hang on. 
he, he actually works through tags pretty well. He's been tagged a lot yeah. through his career. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is not just a one-off one where you grab him and he doesn't play well. Yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, true. you'd do it every week. Yeah. He's obviously smashed up a tag or two in his past. Yeah. And I think Mitch has probably seen it firsthand that they've sent someone to him and Lockie Neal's done some damage. So, um, yeah, just if the tag, you said the tag does go there, it doesn't mean that he's dead and buried. And then if you're Sydney, if you're John Longmire and you're looking at Collingwood, is it Dugowie? Is it Howe? Is I, it someone else? I really like Jack Chris, but I think at the moment it's Dugowie. He's, he's bringing together yeah. one of the great final series. And all round, too. Like, yeah. I saw he only had six clearances on the weekend. I clicked on Well, six was the most for the game. Yeah. Um, inside 50s, he's tackling, kicking goals, standing up. When, like, when he gets the footy running inside 50, get your pen and pad and just write it down. He doesn't mm-hmm. miss. Like, yeah. he's... That game breaker, it's great to watch, uh, and he deserves the extra money that's been slapped on the table in terms of footballing performance because he's bloody good. So yeah. for clearances, metres gain, score involvements, compares very favourably to Dusty's yeah. 2017 final series. Which yeah. Is, which is which the is high the, watermark yeah, yeah. of the whole individual uh, final series. As my Fremantle yes. mates were saying at the Wembley Hotel on Saturday night, if we've got 900 to spend, why aren't we getting bloody to going? <laughs> Recency bias is just beating you up in a final. I oh, know. Why are we getting to going? Oh, no. They was, they were just the last off. guy who beat you, we need to oh, get nah, that Nah, but right. it makes sense. It does make a bit of sense, though. Yeah. Like, yep. Shit, he's a good player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Brayshaw's a two-way runner and Sarong's in there as well, but they don't have that Don't have that, that yeah, straight out the front yeah. of the stoppage bloke. Yeah. And then from a Sydney point of view, Luke Parker is probably my guy, if we're thinking about it. Are you looking at Chad Warner? Um Callum Mills. Who else is in contention yeah, here? Mills, Mills just because he's so versatile, does the two-way stuff. Uh, okay, and, it's probably uh, and, one of those three. And don't, don't, no one DM me on bloody socials. Tom Hickey, um, I'm, I'm not picking Tom Hickey. Tom Hickey, just, just Xavier's like, most sh- valuable player no, no, in the finals. No. But no one's really bashed up the ruck situation at Collingwood. Darcy mm. Cameron's been exceptional all year, but like, we, he's never once been um, really put to the sword, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, and you look at it and go, well, Darcy Cameron was at Sydney. Uh, is, there's a bit riding in the in the ruck battle. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hickey, some games, has the eight clearances and has the 15 to 18 touches and, you know, can pop up. Not saying Tom Hickey. I'm just saying the ruck contest is going to be absolutely crucial. But bit I'm, of talk about Mason Cox a little further forward. Do you park him deep forward, smaller ground, and let Cameron go at it? I can't, I can't catch Mason Cox. Like, good luck to him. I, I just cannot catch him. So, uh, But I, I would go Mills. Sure. Um, while we're on that game, uh, Sydney have to tag Nick Dacos. They're the only team that's yes. done it really, oh, really well right. and locked him out of the that's game. Cool. And I reckon there's a bit of, oh, we're not tagging a first-year player about it. But John Longmire has gone, no, he's like he's their most damaging user off halfback. Ryan Clark's done it. Bit of talk. Oh, tag Dugowie. Callum Mills is going to sidle up to Dugowie anyway. And is that's that, just about the best job you'll get on Dugowie. Is that Ryan, not the best type of midfielder, so before you move yeah, on? Yeah. Mills does not give two hoots about his numbers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I know he gets a short one occasionally. But like he's happy to remove himself from clearance numbers to yep. stop his opponent which is good to see and what that means is you don't have to send that hard tag nah. and then Ryan Clark did it really really well last time and there are so many guys that can damage you off halfback for Collingwood that if you can shut down one you go a fair way and also this kid doesn't have teenage final jitters like he's yeah. played two really good finals so yeah, like I just you can't remember, factor he's, he's just not a first year player you just can't uh, treat him you yeah. can't have the mindset of him being a first year player I just he's remember just the not. moment early in the year where he ran past Hawkins Cla- uh, Hawkins, uh, Hawkins uh, Pendlebury like, 
what are you doing, mate? Just give me the footy. And yeah. you're like, yeah. that's Scott Penry yeah. demanding the football off. He kicked yeah. it to you. He wanted the one-two so badly. And I, I just, from that moment, was like, this bloke does not care. Like, he, he's running around like a 250-plus dual Brownlow medalist who's the man. Like, it yeah. is. Uh, and, he, and shout out to his brother, too. He's, he's a good player out in those wings and, and will be vitally important on those wings. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a really interesting watch as to if that tag happens, we expect it will, but how does he work to overcome that? Well, they tried to put him in the midfield at times. Yeah, and I, I don't and, think that's the answer. And even half forward and you just played that dead role and yeah. it's really yeah, lost. That's, so that's they a actually, big win for Sydney They actually happens. ended up ended up being Collingwood that removed Nick Dacos from the game yeah. as much as anything else because mm. they forced him around the ground. So rather than 25 or 28 touches, maybe it is 18 touches. Yeah. Try and get it to him. You don't want to over, over try and get it to him because it takes away from But then the onus falls on the crisper to do a lot of that running and yeah. carry. Dugowie, Noble, um, Jeremy Howard. Attack. Yeah, Quainer, yeah. those guys. Yeah. So at the end of the game, if you win and Dacos has had 15 touches, who cares if those other five players have lifted up that extra 10%. Just ask those questions of them, though, doesn't it? If mm. you can. Oh, and I, here we sit there going, oh, Christ, prelim, and I know someone's coming to me straight yeah. away. Now, I wrote down a whole lot of Fremantle names uh, in the newspaper today, and I don't know what page I wrote it down on, so I'm a little <laughs> bit stuck. Uh, that was clever of me. I use the Today's Western. You're just flicking through the Today section as we speak. Yeah. It's in um, there somewhere. I just want to uh, Fremantle, so uh, bowed out. <laughs> that's was... Prince Harry. That That's not him. Harry. Who do you reckon Harry looks like? Anyway, I'm team Harry. Hey, um, really quickly, so Fremantle, bow out. Uh, unusual that there's going to be so many changes at mm. a, a club that's tracking On up the, the ladder. Yep. So Hawthorne, oh wait, we won the premiership, and I think we were the youngest team in the comp, if not the bottom three youngest. Sure. And everyone just expected, oh, you've won the flag, you're going to go on and go on and go on. It took to 2011 to be prelim again. So there was a couple of years of, you know, finding your feet again. Uh, it was a dream run. Taking Rory Lobb out, who kicked nearly 40, uh, so Jaya Miss would go in there, you mm-hmm. would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in his second year, how many goals do you reckon Max and Ben King, King kicked in their second year as a bit of a benchmark? 30-something? Yeah, 25 and 30, I think it was. Okay. So you're already losing there, in, in, and if you think he's going to be like a King, which hopefully, like you're still not going to get 50 goals out of a young fella yeah. like that. Uh, you lose Acres on the, on the wing, so a young kid, maybe Henry comes in there, because he's been playing wing down at Peel. Do, um, yeah, I'm taking Acres next year over yeah. Henry. Mm-hmm. Is Mundy's performance is going to be better than Erasmus's if he comes in? Still probably. Probably. Yep. yep. Um, so I suggest, is there a world where Fremantle don't launch up the ladder like you expect, but they just take that little step back or to the side, and then that is when the, the, the premiership team and the complete premiership team, of course, Luke Jackson's another I've forgotten, goes in there as well. Mm. And then they take the two or three really big launches up the ladder because somehow you need to get 50 games into Erasmus. Somehow you need, if you, if you believe in Henry, you need to get 50 games in Henry. You need to get 50 to 80 in um, Jai. You need to get, uh, you know, Jackson needs to probably get, I still think Jackson yeah. needs another 50-odd games in there yeah. to be. Yeah. So technically they might sidestep to then launch. Am I making that up or well, yeah. how do you think the, the tra- trade period's going to hinder or favour Frio, they've got all the chips in. Jackson, I believe, we believe. I think that's a real possibility. The other aspect of that is they're all depth guys, right? Like Darcy Tucker goes. Yeah. He's next midfielder up, so you need to find... Mm -hmm. So not only does Erasmus come in for Monday, you need to find another next midfielder up. And I think they'd be hoping O'Driscoll takes strides on a wing, but then who takes the other one? Like Henry... 
I don't think not sure on Henry. And then like, does Matt Johnson take a wing? As he's got a beautiful body on him. Jesus looks good. Uh, But I'm not a throw Acres in the bin sort of. You know, like he's letting go. Acres was a good player this year. Mm. I'm high on Acres. He's 26. And it sounds like it's just an offer they can't match, though. No, no. no, Obviously, like you'd rather him play than not. But like, I think that's going to leave a little bit more of a hole than what you think. Like outside wingmen are hard to find that do a good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he does that. Um, so I just think that the, the, the importance of getting Erasmus Johnson, um, Jackson, Jai, fifty to sixty games is so important for them to stay in the top two for a long period of time. Yeah, and that depth point's really important because they were they were pretty healthy this year. And, and that's not, not like Freo. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, it's not like Freo. Shout but two, out to Phil, Phil Merriman. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Big but you, not to be too negative about Freo, you're going to re- regress to the mean at some point. So they're probably not going to be quite as healthy next year as they were this yeah. year. So that depth absolutely becomes important. And, and you would have hoped, if the list stayed together, that in the resis, at the right, you'd have Lob in the res- in, at Peel. You'd have Acres at Peel, if you're ne- in terms of... Mm. Those young kids had gone past yep. them, but there's no. They're now just in, and away you go. So get those games in. Uh, I think that five's vitally important too. As we spoke, they don't have to a degree. Well, they yep. do. Yeah. Two time yep. premiership, a uh, two time Brownlow medalist. But mm. are we going to see a full one? Fifey, <laughs> you still believe it's the, the body's able? It's hard to pitch up, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez, I love him. Yeah, I'd love to see him get right. Obviously, uh, yeah. I think um, the Jackson one's an interesting one. Obviously, big man take longer to develop. Kane Corns was saying, I don't think he's a two hundred and fifty game player. But Luke Jackson, he's a pick three and he's a rising. He'll be given one hundred and fifty games before we decide before decisions whether decisions made. Game. Yeah, so he will. So I, I made the call last week. I think on this podcast or the Monday one that I, I would have taken the punt and not played Jackson in that final. Yep. Just gone. I would have played Tom McDonald and I would have uh, rucked Gorn as long as I possibly could have. Gorn was sore. Yeah. That's probably another factor. Yeah. Look, still reckon you Noticeably yeah. sore. Yeah. 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 Started well and then looked noticeably sore. Um, so, Frio got me thinking last week. So, obviously knocked out, but the fact that they were prepared to stay over East for the remainder of their finals campaign, no matter how long that went for. Yeah, I, I, it was interesting that that was thrown up and also was going to be the game plan. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm really bummed that we didn't get to see what it looked like. Um, From experience, I don't think travelling home is a big issue. In terms of flying in and flying out? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what the point I wanted to put up. So, something that we see a lot more of in US sports in particular, NBA, Major League Baseball is the idea of the road trip. And I'm not talking about across a, a month, but across yeah. a week or two kind of thing. Um, so if you're West Coast and Frio, just putting it out there, why would you not look at, in terms of your season structure, playing home away, home away, home away, would you not look at playing yeah. away, away, home, home? And then even to go with that, if West Coast and Freo, again, might be a pie-in-the-sky idea, but if they actually teamed up and said, hey, we're going to have a training base in Melbourne that we just share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're over there for a week, and then when we go over there, we take it. It's got a gym. It's got yeah. everything that we need. We can share it throughout the season. And you cut your travel in half. So instead of making 10 flights over east, you're, you're making sense, five mate. flights you're over east. Sense. And you're basically over there. You could play on a... Sunday over there, and then you could play on the next Saturday over there. You're basically away for a week. You're doing two weeks at home, one week over there. Is that something that the clubs would pay any sort of attention to? Or do you think the notion, Dave, of 
flying in and flying out just isn't a big enough no, factor. No, so I don't think it's it. a big enough factor. But the, the difference being what Fremantle were going to do was the extra week as well. Yeah. So win, yep. win, win. Uh, what you said is seven days on the road, which I think is perfect. Like you leave on a Saturday or leave on a Friday, mm-hmm. play on the Saturday, have the week in Melbourne, play on the Saturday again, and then, and then, then come home, Saturday, and right? then you're back for all that week, and then two games, and then mm-hmm. that week after. Makes sense to me. I don't see why it's not uh, a possibility. I think in the uh, when asked, I reckon clubs have suggested that why can't we just do, why can't we play Brisbane, stay in Queensland, and head down to the Gold Coast and yep. go bang, bang. Okay, yep. It makes yep. sense. And I think clubs have suggested it. I don't know why it hasn't been looked at more. Yeah, I don't see a lot wrong with it at all. Um, also, Fremantle, probably um, based on expectation, one of the better performed clubs in the hub. Oh, it, it would this be year travel-wise as well. Travel so, brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Like, there's, It wouldn't be like a hub situation where you're there for two months or whatever. It's seven nights. As I say, it's, it's five lots of yeah. a week, basically, mm. throughout the course of a season. So The only thing I would say is... Uh, Families and I know it's but it's not FIFO. They're not paid to be FIFO. Uh, a big like if your wife working full time and stuff, then it really throws your whole family out of sync. I guess so. But but like, we also see we see NBL teams do. We see the Wildcats do it all the time. No, I, yeah, no, I get it. Like, yeah, no, I just think maybe the immediate thoughts of how you get it seeing it. I know sure. my joint. If I said, "Damn, I'm going to Melbourne for a week," goodbye. It'd be like, cool, no dramas. But then all of a sudden, her own professional career is put on sure. hold. But maybe that's just part of it. Yeah. It's probably just a minor thing. But with Freo being away, one of the things that struck me was if Freo were to win on Saturday night and then win again and they're in a grand final, there's no open training session in Perth. Yeah. There's no events in Perth. There's no activating free. That's why I didn't understand That it. was one yeah. thing that sort of... I didn't understand it. And you're flying business class too, or well, the best part of it. The good players are. It's three hours uh, over there. That's yeah, the flight that matters. Oh, I just think that... Um, Coming home, and they would have got more out of Coburn being. Well, I don't know it's just pie in the sky stuff because it happened, but yeah, twenty thousand down at Fremantle Oval, or um, they probably would have done it at Fremantle Oval, even or Coburn, whatever it is. Yeah, the city of Fremantle would have gone absolutely bananas, but uh, you know, didn't happen. So I think Lockie Neal is pretty well everyone's favourite for the Brownlow on Sunday night. Yep. That would leave him with two Brownlow medals. And I think I'm right in saying 19 players in the history of, well, let's be honest, VFL football have won the Brownlow twice. Mm -hmm. Where does Lockie Neal sit in sort of modern... It's a midfielder's award. Where does he sit in sort of modern midfielders? Because only the really, really good players have won two. I also think maybe his Fremantle years are slept on a little bit. This guy was breaking disposal records in a side that had Mundy... Did he win the best of first? Oh, yes. not, the year he, he, the won, he won at the year he left. Left, yep. yeah. Uh, where does he sit? So the two timers, or just in modern history, or just even the. So, uh, so I still, reckon, so I still, but I still reckon so of, the, of those midfielders. So remove whether they want to brown though or not. Sure, Pendlebury and those guys are still in front of Lockie Neal as a footballer. I'd say Selwood's in front of Lockie Neal. Yep. Didn't win a brown though. One that came to mind for me, trying to figure out who he sits next to, is like a Lenny Hayes. Yeah, yeah, a bit different though. Like Lenny, Lockie finds the ball easier than yep. Lenny. Uh, Lenny was tough as nails. Um, gee, it's a good question, but I don't think he'd be in the top ten midfielders of recent history of the century of the twenty-two years. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't be top ten. Yeah, no, I think that's probably pretty. Well, just quickly, is he was five prime five. Yes, you're going five. Yeah, Dusty. Yeah, Ablett. Yeah, Judd. Yeah, 
Um, I think he's on that next rung. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Sam Mitchell. Yeah, you could make a case for Sam Mitchell. Yep. yep. Mitch was so tough. Anyway. Pretty amazing yeah. to think how much footy Fife and Neil played alongside each other that they could have four Brownlow's yeah. yeah. between the two of them. Uh, like another one, Dangerfield, Prime Danger. Probably taking Danger, yeah. are you? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Um, yeah there's, pl- there's plenty that we're pretty... So it's interesting that we sort of have him here, but he could be a two-time Brownlow. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's, it is an award that is almost like if you were creating a prototype of a player, not the strongest midfield in the competition, ball winner... Win a lot of games. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he's, Ollie Wine's factor from last year yep. uh, might be the Brayshaw factor from this year. It's also, of course, rewarding good seasons. Yeah, absolutely. good careers, so. Highball bets. Thanks to the Tab Touch app. So, hardball bets time. I'll kick it off. I'm pretty bullish on this one, and it's paying $5, so... If you want to have a bit of a listen for a Brownlow bet as uh, Zave just dies over there with a his traditional... Man have, a lesser man wouldn't have turned up. For his traditional cough oh. in every podcast. Oh, the Glen Sweeney. Give it a spray. <laughs> Shit. Um, leader after five rounds, a man who's not favourite, who I think is going to get it done here, Patrick Cripps is paying $5 to lead after five rounds. Didn't he get three best on grounds in a row earlier or something? He Well... He played the first three games, got injured early in the fourth, missed the fifth. So you're working with three so games nine, nine, out of the five. Nine votes is what it'd be. That's what yeah. I'm banking on, yeah. So these the first three games, he had 30 and three, 35 and two, 31 and one. And I reckon that he's picking up nine votes. I'm backing him to get nine votes right there. Yeah, I agree. And then I'm turning around and saying, so Brayshaw is the favourite in the market. And then you've got Petrarca, who's first two a- Andy, games. Andy, you're relying good. on umpires noticing him early. You know, like they... Yep. Yep. They will read the papers and stuff. So yep. the momentum certainly starts, but does it start from round one? Yeah, and I and I just think if if Cripps can get to nine, well, I think he's at, least, he's at least halving it because if someone gets to 10 after five, you tip your cap. And I went back and had a look. The past five Brownlow medal counts, it's only happened twice. This is what I love. It's only happened twice that guys have been in double digits after five rounds, and one of them was Patrick Cripps. That's what I love. So I'll gamble responsibility. Like down, Jacko. Crips after five rounds. Tell him I sent you, Jacko. What do you got? Uh, so he's my Brownlow Smokey, but paying fifty-one bucks for the medal. You have to tell me what he's paying for top ten. But Rory Laird to finish top ten in the Brownlow. I just think he is massive. What umpires half. look for, big second half of the year, mm-hmm. and umpires are looking at who gets off the bottom of a contest and who breaks away from a contest. Uh, and I think Rory Laird is just that. Who do you think is favourite for West Coast most votes in the Brownlow? I was thinking about this as a potential topic because their best player has been Tom Barras, but it's probably not him, right? Is I've, it I've looked, so I can't tell you. Uh, it's crazy. sixty. Josh Kennedy. Someone who's no longer on their list. Right. Josh Kennedy's favourite, so I'm putting... Oh, shit, I'm leaving that out, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so my, my bet is most votes in the Brownlow. Just going to get you to $2, okay? What? This so? is club by club? Yeah, so this yep. is going to be so it gets you to two dollars. It's a multi. Okay. Yeah. Lockie Neal most votes for this for their club. Yep. Lockie Neal, Laird, Crisps, Brayshaw, Tuk Tuk, Clary, and Callum Mills two dollars. So where's the where's the concern there, Mills? Where's the value coming out of that? Dollar forty two, Clayton Oliver. Oh, so Clary over Petrarca, right? Okay. That's a lock. That is that that that's the least of my concerns. That's a lock. Don't mind that, mate. Honestly. 
I won't even say I was going to say because I'll get in trouble by the... Um, what, put your mortgage on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play that house off. You made, yeah. you made me say it instead of you. <laughs> All right, well, gamble responsibly as always, everybody. Thanks, Zave. Thanks, Jacko. And thanks also to our listeners and thanks also to Mazda and the completely packed for work and the weekend Mazda BT50SP. It's the complete package. Enjoy your prelim final weekend. Enjoy the Brownlow. Jack to you next week.